Welcome to Teal of Interiors, a holistic approach to interior design. I'm Alicia. Welcome back to another exciting episode of T.O. of Interiors, the podcast where we explore all things related to interior design and our love of tea. Today, we'll be discussing a crucial question. Hmm. When should you consult an interior designer for your design project? We get this question all the time. So we're going to talk about it today. But before we get to that girl, you know I need to know what she's sipping on. So I am having one of my old-time favorites. Well, not old-time, but, you know, my Brooklyn tea favorite. It's a new-time favorite. I'm having my coconut oolong today. One of my favorite things. Remember? I had it as a latte. Yes, I do remember. (laughs) I'm not doing it as a latte today. I'm doing it as a regular tea. But I don't even know if I want to put any creamer in it. Oh, so how does it taste as a non-latte? What's the difference? (laughs) It's good. You know, I love that coconut. Mm-hmm. Okay. So today I am sipping on, it's called pressure a bit high. It's for high blood pressure. No, I don't have high blood pressure. My pressure is very low. However, I wanted to try it before I gave it to the person I intended it for. It has hawthorn berries and linden flower inside of it. And you steep it for 10 to 15 minutes. And it is delicious, I must admit. So I'm going to pass is it, it Is it Is it the sweet tasting or mild, very mild? I would say in between. Yeah. Between, definitely. And it's from our girl over at Blissful Blends, though. Love her. Yep. Okay. So it's time for these randomness. What you got for us today, Z? Alicia, did you know that by 1955, 49 of the U.S. states agreed that state highways should have a white stripe down the middle between cars going in different directions? The lone holdout was the state of Oregon, who believed that a yellow line was safer. 16 years later, the government mandated these white lines be painted yellow, proving Oregon right. So wait a minute, 16 years later? Yeah, girl, 16 years later. Yeah. Okay. Government's a little stubborn and slow, but obviously <laughs> Oregon consulted a designer. <laughs> wow. So let's dive into today's topic. Many people wonder when it's the right time to bring in an interior designer. As you know, Alicia, I work with a lot of people on a regular basis that started with like an architect, the contractor, and now it's time for them to do the inside of the home. And they're just at a loss. They don't know what to do. They don't know where to start. They don't know why they've had rooms chopped up the way they did. But hey, so... I find that people, you know, they want to design their homes because they have great taste, but they just don't know how to start and how to develop their ideas for their visions. So I think that it's crucial to ask for help 
and ask questions of a designer, like even on just like a consultation call, you know, designers offer different services like color consultations, space planning consultations, furniture consultations, lighting consultations. So you don't have to do everything. You can find your weakness and figure out where you need help or you can have someone help you from A to Z. So there's different ways that you could go about it. Can you shed some light on this for us, Alicia? Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's very important to have, well, for me, it's a sense of confidence. If a client is uncertain, really uncertain, and they're feeling really incapable of making those decisions, that's when you really need to elicit the help of someone who is comfortable, is not afraid to give direction and tell you what's best and what's not best based on, of course, your input as the as the client. In my mind, it's an opportunity to pass the responsibility off to a professional. I think it's a very liberating feeling when, you know, you get to that roadblock and you feel like you just can't do it anymore and you just don't know what to do. It gets you over the hump in such a good way. And it doesn't have to be even, you know, like an hour is enough. It depends on the scope of the work, of course, and how big your project is. But sometimes people just need an hour consultation to kind of help them prioritize, make a punch list. And then you could come back to the designer and do another hour consult when you're ready for the next decision. What do you think? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, we can assist, like I said, in selecting color schemes, materials, furniture that align with their style and their preferences and help them ask themselves crucial questions for the space that they're, you know, that they're working on. So that is a really great point. So even if someone has a clear vision, how can an interior designer help them refine these things to bring their design to life? When you, okay, I think a lot of times what designers have access to information or different resources that may not be readily available. I've, I also know that since we have a keen eye and we've been trained aesthetically, we're able to cut through all of the, and I mean a lot, a lot of information out there. I can go based off of what I've seen in a person's house. This happened to me recently with a client. I was there a couple of hours with her at her home and I could go directly because I know the websites or I know the, the vendors or the manufacturers and I can go directly to a source. And I can make a decision out of like hundreds of, in my case, this client is looking for a dining room table. I can go through 50 different dining tables in like five minutes and be like, no, 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 no. Okay, that's an option. No, 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 that's absolutely hot. Like, no, no, that, no, 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 that, mm -mm, that ain't right. <laughs> and then I finally was like, yes. And I know it. I literally, I give them two options. I don't even go for three, but I already know the one I want. And I don't waste time. I'm like, this is really the one you should get. This is the one I really like. But what do you think about this one? I actually throw that other one in for good measure. I know they're not going to like it. But I just do it. So it leads them to the one that I really think they should <laughs> go with. But I, it's like, you have, listen, she's all over that piece of furniture. She is getting it. And we are moving along. So 
I think that's what's important. An interior designer already knows. I think, I don't know. Do you think that? <laughs> Maybe I'm talking about myself in 38, 40, almost 40 years of, of design practice, but I think it's easier to rely on somebody who's been there, done that, and is confident and will give you a confident solution. We understand that sometimes your budget might be unrealistic for what you want. We can mm -hmm. show you the options that are going to last, you know, have the longevity. We're going to tell you where you could spend your money, where you could save money, you know, so that you don't blow out your entire budget. But your home looks harmonious. It's well composed and it's functional, mostly that it's functional and that it's going to withstand the test of time, you know. It, the worst thing is when I hear, well, because I work with a lot of people that buy things and then it's all wrong. They have to try to return it to get the stuff that I'm recommending because it's a much better option. And had they started with me in the beginning, they would have less of a headache. You know what I mean? So it's just there's a lot that goes into it. And yes, I agree. You, as a designer, you know already, based on what a person's telling you, what's going to serve them well. Because you do it more often than they do, you know? This right. is the first time they're picking out a dining room table, maybe ever. Or this is the first time they're picking out a new dining table since the one that was handed to them. Or, you know, they're ready to make their home their own or whatever the case may be. They don't do it on a daily basis. They don't know what's out there. They don't know the new innovations, you know? Some people think they still have to take leaves out of tables and, you know, store right. them somewhere. Right, right, right. It doesn't have to anymore. Things are made more easier now. Mm -hmm. This is true. Not only are we able to come up with, you know, when people are struggling, we can come up with something that will execute, you know, the, a better end result or you know, it'll look really well with all of the other elements in the room. You know, that harmony is very important. And then, of course, I talk about this all the time, scale. You know, your space functions optimally when you have the right size objects in the room or furnishings. That's another thing. Knowing the right size. I, I definitely match that often. Like, well, what size? I need to take measurements. I need to. I'm not trying to tout myself as some, you know, whatever. Like, I don't. I, I need measurements, too. OK, but sometimes they're visual measurements. I can definitely see you are really good at this. You're super good at space planning, but I can see from a space, especially if I'm physically in the space, what size table or what size chairs or what size whatever, what size light fixture even, is going to give you the, the, the best bang for your buck and not overtake the room. Yes, I agree. And thank you so much for, you know, complimenting me on my space planning. <laughs> You're welcome. It's true. Yeah, I really love it. I love small spaces. And it's so funny because now I have this apartment I'm designing and the living area is like 13 by 33. And I'm like, what am I do with this? Too big, too big. <laughs> oh my gosh, I would love it. You know, I love big grand spaces. I know you like the grand space. I like, I like a 13 by 10, like, ooh, let's get it all in here. Let me show you how. <laughs> so this is even a fun, exciting challenge for me. I mean, I know what I'm going to do, but... It, it is odd because it's 13 by 33, which is like, you know, almost two times as wide, right? As as long as it is wide or something like that. Yeah. Is that so, a living room? It's a living area, actually, because the kitchen has a space for dining. 
you know? So it's going to be fun. I talked to the client yesterday. We did a, a pretend walkthrough, you know, like I take my pencil and I walk through the space <laughs> and show them like, this is where you're going to go here. This is how you're going to go here. And then right here is this. And then <laughs> so the opportunity for showing flow and movement through the space is really great. Yeah, I love person. doing that. Yeah, I love doing that with my clients. I think it's funny, too, because I'll be like, oh, you dropped something. <laughs> Let's stop and pick it up. You know, I'm just so silly sometimes. But, you know, because it's fun for me. We really can help with those oddly shaped rooms. We can maximize the potential like you can with a really large space and find creative solutions that make it functional and visually appealing. So we can truly work wonders in tricky spaces. For me, the interior designer client relationship has changed greatly over the years. My interior design client is now, and I'm okay with this. I think it's actually very good. People, because of the internet, I think people are smart consumers. I enjoy that people are able to do some research on their own. A lot of times they come, I think they come better informed about what they like and what they don't like. So my design practice has changed greatly where I am really a consultant. And I think because most of the time people know what they like, now I can really spend more time just giving them direction, giving them the confidence to move in that direction. So I see myself more as a consultant today than I ever have. I think I definitely have seen an evolution. I was at a point in my design career that, you know, when a client hired you, they really wanted you to hold their hand through every single decision and execute everything. They wanted you to find the furniture. They wanted you to buy the furniture. They'd give you the money, but then you would make arrangements for the shipping of the furniture and or the white glove service to come and place the furniture. And if there's any assembly, they would make sure. I was in charge of everything, the whole kit and caboodle. I think nowadays people are comfortable, especially because it helps them to afford the services of someone with knowledge, a designer. They're more comfortable executing on their own. Do you not agree? Well, I just said that this is my experience and that it has changed greatly for me. And I like it. I don't see anything wrong with it. Maybe it's made me more accessible to more people. What say you? I say that I I kind of see where you're coming from, mm-hmm. but I just get different people. I get people that they think they're comfortable executing and then when they execute, it's not working out for them. And then mm-hmm. I, I'm like correcting and helping to guide and fix issues. Like what? What? Give me an example. So like one that I solved an issue was a client, she bought something and it just wasn't right for the space. The scale was too large, but she wanted something that was comfortable. They could have a movie night, etc. However, this wasn't in like a, a den area or a space that could accommodate something so large. It was a small area. And it was like divided in a weird way because like it was a hallway, but not really a hallway in between the two spaces because you walked in the front door and it was like because the door was in the middle, there was a space to your left and a space to your right. Do you know what I'm saying? And they had a piano in the room and they had all different activities that they wanted for this room. So, of course, I had her return that sofa because she was within the time frame. I was like, don't worry, return it. I have something else for you. 
And so I did the presentation just on Friday and I showed her how she could open up the space and how she could have everything that she wanted. So it was like she had bought all this stuff that she thought was going to be right for the space. And then they just didn't love it, you know, because it just didn't look right because they couldn't see it beforehand. They visualized it in their mind. They had a great color scheme. I told her she did a great job with the color scheme. But like the organization of it, it was still kind of cluttered and um, yeah. like no no room for what she needed. So the end result was that, you know, we got rid of everything and we created a space that was cohesive, even though, like I said, it's left and right. It was still a small space, but we were able to still fit the piano and create like this whole vibe on one side and the other side was just like the side where they could relax and watch TV and stuff like that. It really came out, really came out awesome. So. I get that a lot where I help people undo things that they're like showing me pictures and like, I did this. I don't know what to do now. And I I want this, but this is not going to work with this. Right. And I'm like, no. And so, you know, we kind of got to start all over again. And wow. They're happy. You know, they're so happy because they're like, well, I'm glad that I can be comfortable now. And I'm correcting this mistake now, whether than rather than keep buying things and trying to make it right and not knowing the direction I should go into. My experience is definitely based off of people who are trying to maximize their budgets. And this may not be the case with people who have a really big budget, but when you're wanting to do an entire renovation and have a set budget, it's important for you to make a decision about what your furniture budget's going to be and your design consultant budget. And I think by the time someone reaches me who kind of fits, and I've, I work with people from every different, you know, they've got different budgets, but they are definitely more conscious of spending. And they call me in because they've experienced my my expertise. They've experienced my my feedback. And so they want to have me on the ground when they're beginning to do demo. They want, and then they'll call me back incrementally as they need to make decisions. And I know they're going to be calling me back because I know that once they're past the demo stage, we need to pick the finishes. And once we've made the finish selection, they need to then go and and choose hardware and fixtures and sometimes furnishings or appliances. Like when you're doing a major remodel like that and talking a full gut job, you really do need the guidance along the way. Sometimes those decisions can be all made up front. But in my experience, the decisions, the incremental decisions, something's going to happen, especially in today's world, like something's going to be back ordered or they don't make it anymore, or that was the last one that you saw six months ago when you started this project, you know? So anyway, there are many types of design practices and there are several ways to use a designer, especially if you have a limited budget. Don't think that it's impossible to work with a designer, but know that you need a budget for a designer. You can't, okay, this happened to me recently. Somebody came up with like a seven to $9,000 budget for outfitting an Airbnb and they want the expertise of a professional designer. Did you factor in how much it's going to cost for my service? Because if your budget is, let's say, 10 grand to do the project, 
then you're already tapped out. Doing some research beforehand, I can tell you what it's going to cost, but helping yourself a little bit is, in my opinion, some of the best advice anybody can give you. So I think we've covered all bases on what is necessary and why one would need a designer and how a designer could be helpful. Yes, indeed. I agree. And as a reminder, everyone, Alicia's hosting a renovation workshop. So be sure to email us at hello at tovinteriors.com to learn more. Thanks so much, guys, for joining us today. We hope this chat was helpful on when to consult an interior designer. We hope you found it informative and inspiring. And remember, whether you're starting from scratch, facing design challenges, or simply overwhelmed by your choices, an interior designer can be your trusted partner in creating the space of your dreams. Let us know what you think by sending an email, clicking the five stars on your app, or sharing this episode with a friend. These are all free ways to support this podcast. We are at episode 96 and counting. I can't believe it. It's and, so crazy. Yeah. And so we're counting down to the 100th episode. And we are so excited to share something epic for our 100 episodes. So stay tuned. And as always, we love you for listening. Until next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Ciao. Ciao. Fox tossing was a popular sport in 17th and 18th century England. As you might guess, it involves throwing a fox as far and high as you can. Have you ever heard of it, Alicia? Never. Don't worry. No animals were harmed in the telling of this podcast. So. <laughs> okay. Now, let me ask you, they were doing that, so it was sport? Or it was like to release stress? Like, what was it all about? It was a sport. That fox, as in, as in the animal. I'm sorry. I was like, boxes? Why are they throwing boxes? Maybe they sedated them. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, that's, that's probably not a fact I should include. Okay, so here's, right. <laughs> here's the other one. Thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. We'll see you next week. Nice job, ladies. Carry on.